Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast, delivering God's word to you every day, walking with fellow Christians through the entire Bible in one year. Each book of the Bible is read by a different member of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, bringing new voices to a timeless story. Let's hear God's word for today. 2 Chronicles chapter 10. Then Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had gone to Shechem to make him king. When Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard about it, for he was in Egypt where he had fled from King Solomon's presence, Jeroboam returned from Egypt. So they summoned him. Then Jeroboam and all Israel came and spoke to Rehoboam. Your father made our yoke harsh. Therefore lighten your father's harsh service and the heavy yoke he put on us and we will serve you. Rehoboam replied, Return to me in three days. So the people left. Then King Rehoboam consulted with the elders who had attended his father Solomon when he was alive, asking, How do you advise me to respond to this people? They replied, If you will be kind to this people and please them by speaking kind words to them, they will be your servants forever. But he rejected the advice of the elders who had advised him, and he consulted with the young men who had grown up with him, the ones attending him. He asked them, What message do you advise we send back to this people who said to me, Lighten the yoke your father put on us? Then the young men who had grown up with him told him, This is what you should say to the people who said to you, Your father made our yoke heavy, but you make it lighter on us. This is what you should say to them, My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. Now therefore, my father burdened you with a heavy yoke, but I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I with barbed whips. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam on the third day, just as the king had ordered, saying, Return to me on the third day. Then the king answered them harshly. King Rehoboam rejected the elders' advice and spoke to them according to the young men's advice, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, but I will add to it. My father disciplined you with whips, but I with barbed whips. The king did not listen to the people, because the turn of events came from God, in order that the Lord might carry out his word that he had spoken through Ahiah the Shilonite to Jeroboam son of Nebat. When all Israel saw that the king had not listened to them, the people answered the king, What portion do we have in David? We have no inheritance in the son of Jesse. Israel, each to your own tent. David, look after your own house now. So all Israel went to their tents. But as for the Israelites living in the cities of Judah, Rehoboam reigned over them. Then King Rehoboam sent Hadaram, who was in charge of the forced labor, but the Israelites stoned him to death. However, King Rehoboam managed to get into his chariot to flee to Jerusalem. Israel is in rebellion against the house of David until today. 2 Chronicles chapter 11 When Rehoboam arrived in Jerusalem, he mobilized the house of Judah and Benjamin, 180,000 fit young soldiers, to fight against Israel, to restore the reign to Rehoboam. But the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah, the man of God, Say to Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, To all Israel and Judah and Benjamin and to the rest of the people, this is what the Lord says, you are not to march up and fight against your brothers. Each of you return home, 
for this incident has come from me. So they listened to what the Lord said and turned back from going against Jeroboam. Rehoboam stayed in Jerusalem, and he fortified cities in Judah. He built up Bethlehem, Etam, Tekoa, Betzur, Soko, Adulam, Gaf, Merashah, Ziph, Adarayim, Lachish, Azekah, Zorah, Aijalon, and Hebron, which are fortified cities in Judah and in Benjamin. He strengthened their fortifications and put leaders in them with supplies of food, oil, and wine. He also put large shields and spears in each and every city to make them very strong, so Judah and Benjamin were his. The priests and Levites from all their regions throughout Israel took their stand with Rehoboam, for the Levites left their pasture lands and their possessions and went to Judah and Jerusalem, because Jeroboam and his sons refused to let them serve as priests of the Lord. Jeroboam appointed his own priests for the high places, the goat demons, and the golden calves he had made. Those from every tribe of Israel who had determined in their hearts to seek the Lord their God followed the Levites to Jerusalem to sacrifice to the Lord, the God of their ancestors. So they strengthened the kingdom of Judah and supported Rehoboam, son of Solomon, for three years because they walked in the ways of David and Solomon for three years. Rehoboam married Mahalath, daughter of David's son Jeremoth, and of Abihail, daughter of Jesse's son Eliab. She bore sons to him, Jeush, Shemariah, and Zaham. After her, he married Maacah, daughter of Absalom. She bore Abijah, Atai, Ziza, and Shelomith to him. Rehoboam loved Maacah, daughter of Absalom, more than all his wives and concubines. He acquired 18 wives and 60 concubines, and was the father of 28 sons and 60 daughters. Rehoboam appointed Abijah, son of Maacah, as chief, leader among his brothers, intending to make him king. Rehoboam also showed discernment by dispersing some of his sons to all the regions of Judah and Benjamin and to all the fortified cities. He gave them plenty of provisions and sought many wives for them. Second Chronicles chapter 12 When Rehoboam had established his sovereignty and royal power, he abandoned the law of the Lord, he and all Israel with him. Because they were unfaithful to the Lord, in the fifth year of King Rehoboam, King Shishak from Egypt went to war against Jerusalem with 1,200 chariots, 60,000 cavalrymen, and countless people who came with him from Egypt, Libyans, Sukiim, and Cushites. He captured the fortified cities of Judah and came as far as Jerusalem. Then the prophet Shemaiah went to Rehoboam and the leaders of Judah who were gathered in Jerusalem because of Shishak. He said to him, This is what the Lord says. You have abandoned me, therefore I have abandoned you to Shishak. So the leaders of Israel and the king humbled themselves and said, The Lord is righteous. When the Lord saw that they had humbled themselves, the Lord's message came to Shemaiah. They have humbled themselves. I will not destroy them, but will grant them a little deliverance. My wrath will not be poured out on Jerusalem through Shishak. However, they will become his servants, so that they may recognize the difference between serving me and serving the kingdoms of other lands. So King Shishak of Egypt went to war against Jerusalem. He seized the treasuries of the Lord's temple and the treasuries of the royal palace. He took everything.
he took the gold shields that Solomon had made. King Rehoboam made bronze shields to replace them and committed them into the care of the captains of the guards who protected the entrance to the king's palace. Whenever the king entered the Lord's temple, the guards would carry the shields and take them back to the armory. When Rehoboam humbled himself, the Lord's anger turned away from him, and he did not destroy him completely. Besides that, conditions were good in Judah. King Rehoboam established his royal power in Jerusalem. Rehoboam was 41 years old when he became king, and he reigned 17 years in Jerusalem, the city the Lord had chosen from all the tribes of Israel to put his name. Rehoboam's mother's name was Naamah, the Ammonite. Rehoboam did what was evil, because he did not determine in his heart to seek the Lord. The events of Rehoboam's reign from beginning to end are written in the events of the prophet Shemaiah and of the seer Iddo concerning genealogies. There was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam throughout their reigns. Rehoboam rested with his ancestors and was buried in the city of David. His son Abijah became king in his place. Philippians chapter 1 Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus To all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, including the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you, always praying with joy for all of you in my every prayer because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Indeed, it is right for me to think this way about all of you, because I have you in my heart, and you are all partners with me in grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how deeply I miss all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And I pray this— that your love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment, so that you may approve the things that are superior and may be pure and blameless in the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually advanced the gospel, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to everyone else, that my imprisonment is because I am in Christ. Most of the brothers have gained confidence in the Lord from my imprisonment and dare even more to speak the word fearlessly. To be sure, some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. These preach out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. The others proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, thinking that they will cause me trouble in my imprisonment. What does it matter? Only that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is proclaimed, and in this I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice, because I know this will lead to my salvation through your prayers and help from the Spirit of Jesus Christ. My eager expectation and hope is that I will not be ashamed about anything, but that now, as always, with all courage, Christ will be highly honored in my body, whether by life 
or by death. For me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now, if I live on in the flesh, this means fruitful work for me, and I don't know which one I should choose. I am torn between the two. I long to depart and be with Christ, which is far better, but to remain in the flesh is more necessary for your sake. Since I am persuaded of this, I know that I will remain and continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that, because of my coming to you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus may abound. Just one thing, as citizens of heaven— Live your life worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come and see you or am absent, I will hear about you that you are standing firm in one spirit, in one accord, contending together for the faith of the gospel, not being frightened in any way by your opponents. This is a sign of destruction for them, but of your salvation, and this is from God. For it has been granted to you on Christ's behalf not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him, since you are engaged in the same struggle that you saw I had and now hear that I have. This has been the Bible 365 Podcast, a production of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Edmond, Oklahoma, in collaboration with Cinematic Waves, TV and film post-production studios. The Christian Standard Bible is copyright 2017 by Holman Bible Publishers, used by permission. Having heard the word for today, may the same Holy Spirit who inspired Scripture now inspire faith in you to live each day as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Love God, love one another, and love your neighbor.